0: slash awards only at a sleep number store or sleepnumber.com. hill varsity club is opening in omaha this may and is hiring for all hospitality positions
1: do you love elevated food exciting events and having fun at work Join our team by applying today at HaleVarsityClub.com. Hill Hale Varsity Club will feature a next-level mix of classic sports bar favorites and contemporary creations with indoor and outdoor seating and memorable live events like live music and sports watch parties. We can't wait to grab a burger and a beer at HVC this May. Apply for all front or back of house positions now at HaleVarsityClub.com.
2: Welcome to Meathead Test Kitchen, where food and fitness come to hang out. Nutrition, training, and life. It's all fair game on Meathead Test Kitchen. Meal prep crash course part two. So we've covered planning. We've covered shopping. Now we're going to get to the execution part of the meal planning, which is storage and cooking. And both of these things can require some brain power some trial and error, and a little frustration. I'm just going to put that out there in the front end because Mm -hmm. we're not about bullshitting you here at Meathead Test Kitchen. If a thing's going to suck, trust me, we'll tell you that it Mm -hmm. sucks. And meal prepping does suck a little bit at first. It stops
1: being as sucky, but you're probably going to have to do it consistently for about a month before so that you can figure out your box of puzzle pieces.
2: Yeah, everybody's got their own workflow. Yeah, You just need to figure out yours in your own kitchen. And if you are not super well-versed in things of kitchens, then you might need to invest in some proper kitchen gadgets, which that's going to be a whole episode coming up. (laughs) I feel like we're doing a lot of setup right now and we're going to teach you to crawl and then we're going to teach you to walk and then you're going to run with us and it'll be Mm -hmm. great. But for now, we're still teaching you how to crawl and we are going to help you figure out your meal prep situation. So you've made your list and you shopped. Now what? Now you need to start thinking about your storage options. Are you going to use glass, plastic, partition meal prep containers, baggies, buckets? Like, what do you want to use? You can do the grandma method and use entirely a collection of old Cool Whip containers or margarine buckets if you want. It doesn't matter. If it's microwavable, it works. (laughs) Yeah. If you already have a bunch of, they don't all need to match and be pretty. And like, as long as it holds your food, you can put it in the fridge and you can take that from the fridge to the microwave. You're set. Use it. Yeah. That's it. Use what makes the most sense for your budget.
1: Yeah. If you've already got, like, I feel like most people, as they get older, just start acquiring random Tupperware. Either someone brought something over, so you have this big-ass container, and then you have a medium, and then you have a small. And, like, you just have a crap load of containers. But now, you have a purpose for them. They're not just taking up space. You do. In your, whatever cabinet they're in.
2: (laughs) A lot of, like, the cheap store brand ones. So, like, for example... The store, I don't, they're called like Simple Home or something yeah. like mm-hmm. that. You know, just the the third party, not Glad, not Ziploc. Those are all pretty interchangeable with lids too, mm-hmm. as long yeah. as you get the same size containers. The lids yeah. all fit each other. So it doesn't matter if you bought them at Baker's. It doesn't matter if you bought them at Target. It doesn't matter if you go to Hy-Vee, Family Fair, wherever. Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter. But always get something that's within the same brand so that you can recycle stuff because you will Bust a fucking corner on one of those yeah. lids when you open it. It's bound to happen. Throw it in the recycling bin. Grab another one. Exactly. And they're super cheap. You can get a four pack or a six pack for anywhere between two and four dollars. And these are yeah. things that go on sale too at the grocery store quite frequently too. Yeah. I mean, it's just the
1: same thing like we touched on in part one. Like stores typically will cycle through those types of sales also. Yep. Um, so I found that like the Glad or whatever whatever brand you want to use mm-hmm. they will last they last for a couple about months a, to yeah, year, yeah depending about a on year. how much you use them yeah if you're like abusive with your plastic like
2: at, at my house we don't take them anywhere so they'll last yeah. me for a while but yeah. if you're taking them to work and bringing them back mm-hmm. home and they're gonna get wear and tear and that's okay you don't need the fancy ass fucking pyrex ones with no. the clip-on lids and They're more spendy, and I don't think you want to clean
1: glass out of your purse or your backpack. And they're
2: heavy. Those are a good keep-at-home storage option. If you do want to lower your impact on using plastic, because that is a thing that a lot of people are doing now. We're a very instant gratification Mm -hmm. society, and we use a lot of single-use plastic. Don't use single-use plastic. Get plastic that you can reuse Mm -hmm. and that you can recycle when you're done with it. Here's
1: another thing too, like most of the, if you don't feel like cooking or you're not great at cooking and you decide to go with a meal prep service, most of the meal prep services that you can get like locally use reusable plastic containers. So you can keep those plastic containers after you have had your meal. Yep. And they're great. Wash them. And then when you do decide, I want to learn how to cook or you've got more time to, then you can use those as well.
2: And that's a great option too. If you listen to episode one and you're still with us in this part right now. And you're like, Sadie, Sasha, I don't know how to fucking cook yet. I need to do a meal prep service. Okay. There's no shame in using a meal prep service. It might be a little more expensive, but here's the thing with the meal prep service. You don't need it forever. Get the meal prep service long enough to figure out what meals that they do that you like. Yeah. Until you can figure out how to cook them yourself. It's more homework. And The wonderful thing,
1: if there is anything wonderful anymore, it seems like this year. I mean, there are. We just have to look harder. (laughs) You've got YouTube and the internet at your disposal. So if you want to, you legit are like, okay, I'm going to do this and I'm going to commit to myself and I'm going to commit to meal prepping my stuff. I'm going to learn, you can pick one thing a week and learn how to make that thing and get good at that. And then the next week, maybe that's how you meal prep. You're just learning the one thing to meal prep every week. And then you're adding on that and then you're using the meal prep service less and less. It's just whatever is going to work for you. Yeah, this
2: process, you are continually going to be adding skills to your your repertoire in both the nutrition and the fitness standpoints of this. You're going to make progressions in both sides. Sometimes it is linear. Sometimes it's not. And a lot of times these two progressions happen simultaneously. Mm -hmm. And that's a lot when you think about it. It's a lot when you really break it down and you think about, holy shit, I'm doing all of this with the training and I'm changing my act. Mm -hmm. I'm going to be a more active lifestyle. Oh, fuck. But then I have to cook to support all of it. It can be a lot. Here's the
1: thing though, too, just as human beings, we are creatures of habit. So when you're changing your habits, like, okay, Start with one habit to change, Yep. whether that is, I'm going to change my diet. If you start with meal prepping, fine. Like wherever you start, typically when you start making healthier habits and you just start with the one, it snowballs into the rest of your life. Yep. Everything else just falls in line. Because you just automatically start, you're forming new habits in your brain and those are overriding the bad ones. So if you just stick with stuff, eventually you're just going to make the, like, you're just going to be doing stuff and be like, look back in a year and be like,
2: Oh, I did that. It
1: started with meal prepping or it started with just keeping track of my calories. And now look where I came. Like it just starts with one. We're human beings. It's just how it works. And it's it's a beautiful thing. It is.
2: And I'm an overly ambitious person. So Mm -hmm. when I started my journey, it started with fitness. We started working out. Two to three times a week because Mm -hmm. I don't recommend going full full head of steam into a five or six day program. That's not realistic. Mm -mm. It's not sustainable for you at the first part. You're going to hate your life because you're going to be fucking sore all the time Mm -hmm. and it sets you up for injury because you're working out more. And if you don't have a trainer with you, you especially don't have someone to keep an eye on your form and things like that. Right. And those are all very important pieces of the puzzle. Form, if you can't nail your form, it doesn't matter if you can squat 300 pounds if your form is shit. no. So think about that and think about your food. Your food is the same thing. So when I started, I started with my exercise regimen of two to three days a week. And we started counting our calories. Mm -hmm. I didn't meal prep for the first three months that we started working out. All of this information right now, it seems like we're trying to tell you to do it all at the same time. We are making this information available in a digestible format so that you can get through this process on your own and you can revisit these things whenever you'd like. If you're
1: legit starting from ground zero and you found your base, which we've covered in the first few episodes, so you you know you're counting your calories or you decided to figure out your macros or your, you found out what will work for you in terms of making healthier food choices. Yep. Then automatically to me, then you're trying to figure out, okay, so how do I make this sustainable for myself every day? And that's where we're at now is the meal prepping aspect of
2: it. Yep. So we, right now, realistically with meal prepping, you're probably looking at taking on a full meal prep within the first, probably after two months.
1: Yeah. I would say, yeah,
2: I'd say that's a fair number mm-hmm. because you want to give yourself some time. You want a, you need <laughs> to give yourself some time. Remember you're undoing a lot of habits that you've been doing your entire life. My old trainer, Hector, he told me, dude, you've been living this way for 26 years. It's not going to reverse overnight. Right. It, it won't. We've said this
1: before. Like it takes time to form habits. It also takes time to reverse those habits and form new ones.
2: Yes. And, and time. Think about <laughs> Think about it this way. Personally. I am just now starting to look like I actually lift weights Mm -hmm. and I've been doing this shit for five years. Right. Think about that. I've been dedicating my, my time and my energy to my own fitness and nutrition for five years. And I am just now looking like a weightlifter, right? It's gonna take you time. You're going to be frustrated and that's okay. We're here to help you. If you get stuck, you can't think of, Hey, what am I doing wrong with this meal prep? Sadie, Sasha, help email us yep. hello at meatheadtestkitchen.com you can find us on instagram Meathead Test Kitchen. you can find us on facebook in the same place mtk staff on twitter because they're assholes and they limit you to a character limit <laughs> but find us on social media yeah. we're there all day you and i both live with our phones in our hands you can literally <laughs> literally if you send me a message or sasha a message we will answer it within five to ten minutes i yeah, promise typically you. yeah i promise
1: if you even if you just are like I don't even know where I can't pare down my list on things that I like. What kind of storage should I buy? Like I know you guys said this, but what do you actually recommend? Like Ask we're us. here for you. Yeah. Like this is this isn't about like making it shittier. We're like just trying to be honest about things that we've done that haven't worked yeah. because we've literally done the majority of it. All I did of it. keto. The reason I hate keto is because I did it. It sucks. It's not fun. Meal prepping does suck, but it can become fun.
2: And if you can get the members of your household in on the game too, it becomes oh, hell yeah. an actually enjoyable experience. At my house, I put on the refreshments Pandora station and that is kitchen <laughs> music. Yeah. So I, you know, that's like my sign, like, hey guys, we're meal prepping, come help me. Mm-hmm. And I yeah. and it makes a big difference. If you have a spouse that's not quite on board yet. The best way to convince someone that eating healthy isn't a fucking terrible thing is to have them help cook with you. Yeah. Because they're seeing the process. They're seeing everything. Oh, that's a fresh chicken. Cool. Oh, we're going to put this broccoli that you just got from the grocery store into the oven and roast it with those dope-ass sweet potatoes. Okay, this isn't terrible.
1: Yeah. Buy sweet potatoes.
2: Oh, they're great. They're better than regular potatoes because their macro stats are far better. They're a little sweeter.
1: But... I was going to mention this, too, because we're about to start talking about cooking. Mm-hmm. I always keep a bag of... I buy some sweet potatoes, but I also keep russets on hand just because everyone likes potatoes. Like, I, I, don't, I can't think of a person who doesn't like them in some way. If they, somebody
2: doesn't like potatoes, you nothing have mashed, personal, but smashed. I don't
1: trust you. <laughs> Mash, smashed, hash browns, like, they're just versatile. Pouch
2: potatoes. You, yeah, yeah. Breakfast.
1: I love like sweet potatoes um, for their macro profile, and you can change the flavor. They don't have to be totally sweet. Sweet potatoes cut into wedges with savory seasoning. Yes. Bomb. That dried
2: ranch seasoning I mentioned yeah. last episode, you yeah. we'll put that on there. Sweet potatoes are great, and you can do the same thing with the sweet potatoes that I talked about with the riced cauliflower last mm-hmm. episode. You can do a 50-50 mix. Of your russet potatoes and your sweet potatoes. And you get a little bit of both.
1: Right. And it'll be a little bit less carbs for you.
2: Yeah, it'll be less carbs. You can do that with cheese too. So I'm test running this uh, twice baked potato casserole recipe. Yeah. And it's got rice cauliflower in it. And then you puree the fuck out of it. You either put Greek yogurt or light sour cream in there, salt, pepper, butter, margarine, whatever. Mm -hmm. And uh, you bake it and you put cheese on top. Well, I used the reduced fat cheese last night and in the oven, it got a little plasticky. So it's like, okay, how am I going to do this next time? Because the first time I made it, I used full on cheese. Mm -hmm. So I used the reduced fat cheese last night and it got kind of plasticky and weird. But the first time I made the recipe, I used regular cheese and it Mm -hmm. was totally fine. So you can even do things like take a bag of the reduced fat shredded cheddar or mozzarella, whatever, Mm -hmm. it doesn't matter, and mix it with the 1% fat version of the original cheese. Yeah. You're not losing any flavor because it's still cheese. It still tastes it's, like cheddar. It just had a weird consistency. Yeah,
1: You can. And then that'll cut down on the weird texture. Yeah. Like that can
2: happen with the, with you the just, lower fat cheeses. You just need to figure out how to make it palatable for yourself. And there are ways to do that. Yeah. Some of it might require a little bit of fuckery every now and then, but what in life these days does it
0: make exactly. it work
2: for you? Make it work for you. And when you're talking about storage, because we were talking about storage and I got off on this tangent about this awesome casserole I <laughs> made <laughs> last night, get a few different sizes of containers and make sure that you get some little guys for your condiments. Don't underestimate the dressing container because you will need that and it will keep you honest and mm-hmm. from putting an entire bottle of Hidden Valley on your salad.
1: Exactly. Measure it out, weigh it. You honestly, once you get used to it, like maybe you're the type of person that drowns your salad in dressing. After time, like, after you started measuring stuff, you won't really miss it. Especially if you add other, like, I love to have croutons on my salad. Yes. It's a necessity for me. Agreed. But I don't need as much ranch because I want, like, other things on my salad. It doesn't have to just be plain old lettuce and a crap load of dressing. Yeah. Just measure it out like you're going to do everything else.
2: Then it's pre-portioned. might take a second to get used to if you like a ton of dressing, but you'll be okay You'll be fine. And a good way to get used to eating salad if you're not into salad is bagged salads. I yep. like the chopped salad kits that you get because mm-hmm. those at our house are like one bag is a meal for two people. So you split that. You throw your top because it's got tortilla strips sometimes. Sometimes it's got bacon bits. It comes with its own dressing. It usually has some cheese. You can put all that on yep. there. All of that's fair game. It's all pre-portioned for you so you don't have to worry about going overboard. Mm-hmm. And then throw some protein on there, put some sliced steak, put some shredded chicken, put some fish, put some shrimp, do whatever. Yeah, It's it's not difficult. But when it comes to worrying about your condiments, you really need to be on point with that. I would say if you're going to obsess about anything right out of the gate, obsess about your condiments. Because you put a lot of empty calories on your food with condiments that you don't even realize.
1: Condiments are like beverages. Yep, Just because they're liquid usually doesn't mean they don't count. They still have calories in them. Everything has, most things that you're going to be eating or consuming have a caloric value attached to them. You need to track everything.
2: That's food. That's just food. That's that's how it is. So when you're looking at containers, think about getting like the 20 to 24 ounce containers. Those are great for breakfast, lunches, dinners. And the one cup containers are a pretty good size for snacks. You can Mm -hmm. usually put a decent amount of like nuts or when you get used to meal prepping, Set aside a two to four hour block once a week to prep your food. It's going to depend on what you're cooking, how many people you're cooking for, and how fast and how well you know your kitchen.
1: Yeah, exactly.
2: And well, and your list of ingredients.
1: So if you listen to part one, you're already set up. You already did your shopping. You already did your preparation. Yeah. Now all you have to do is cook it.
2: Now the shit's here. How do we cook it? Right. Well, Sunday's a good day because what are you doing on Sunday most days? You're hanging out at home or hanging out, like, especially right now, Mm -hmm. most people are probably doing not a whole lot on Sundays. (laughs) So use that because it's a good way to set you up for the work week while kind of easing yourself back in. Because on Monday, you're going to start again with the workouts too. So it's a good way to just hardline reset your your weekly routine. Yep. Make meal prepping on Sunday if you can, non-negotiable. That's the other thing you need to learn how to do. You need to learn how to set your own boundaries in regards to how you spend your time and energy. Nobody else gets to decide that for you. And I feel like this should also be an episode in and of itself Mm -hmm. because setting boundaries is really fucking important in life, but especially in a situation like this, because there are going to be a lot of people that come at you with half cocked bullshit that they know nothing about. And they're going to try to dissuade you from, from going on this journey, right? Because most human beings are crabs in a bucket. And they love watching other people fail. Fuck right. that! We need to change that. Shalene Johnson told me that when I started my workout journey, I used to do Turbo Fire when I started fitness, mm-hmm. and she said if you don't have friends that support your fitness habits, find new friends. Right. Find people
1: that are your cheerleaders, and you're also theirs. Like everybody needs the propping up.
2: It's you don't need hard to be torn enough.
1: Down for just making better decisions.
2: I feel like the fitness for me is what made me a nicer person. So you're trying to get away from this negative bullshit because when you do fitness, once you see the process working and you see yourself getting stronger and you see the changes in the mirror and you feel your clothes getting looser, all of that shit is amazing. And once you feel it for the first time, you're going to be hooked.
1: Mm -hmm. It legit. We've kind of talked about our backstories before, but like in regards to even just meal prepping, like- I really, really honed in my shit probably about 18 months ago. Like, I've always been in and out of the gym. Like, the majority of my entire life. But I and never now took I can it. tell
2: because I look at you every day when we record these. I sit across the table from you, <laughs> and your arms and your shoulders look fucking great. <laughs> and you can tell that you're making the effort, and that is the best payoff. When we say trust the process, that's exactly what we're talking yeah. about.
1: You just have to give it some time and some patience. And, you know... On on this tangent, like not everyone's always going to be your biggest cheerleader. In fact, if that other person is miserable in their own life, they may give you grief because you're trying to make healthier changes and you're doing something for yourself. But that is not a reflection of you. That is somebody projecting onto you. you. Exactly. So if someone gives you crap and isn't
2: being supportive, put them on mute because you don't need that shit in your life. It's difficult though when that person is someone you live with and that I cannot speak to, but there are plenty of people out there on message boards on Reddit that know exactly what you're dealing with in that regard. But if Mm -hmm. you do run into that and you're having issues, just email us. Yeah. If you need to vent, fucking vent. Dude, venting is one of my favorite things and it's good for you because it keeps you from holding that shit in and murdering somebody later potentially. Email us, hello at meheadtestkitchen.com. If you think we're idiots, whatever, email us that too. We want to know what you think. If you want to cook more than once a week though, you're going to have to set aside one to two hours on Sunday and Wednesday for meal prep. I would say don't do that yet.
1: Yeah, I would just do it all at once because typically anything that you're going to be cooking is going to be good for five days and you're only, you're pretty much just covering the weekdays. If
2: anything, if anything, you might need to re-up midweek with some fresh produce. Right. but That's about it. Yeah.
1: You should, you should be able to get by, especially with your protein, like up to five days. You're and if good. you're
2: hyper paranoid, just make them and throw them in the freezer. Right. And that's another thing. Like we're getting close to wintertime. What happens in the Midwest in the wintertime? it's shitty and cold. It snows a lot. We can't go anywhere. You know what happens when there's a blizzard day at my house? I take that entire day and I cook anything that I can cook in my pantry that's available for meal prep. And I put it in the deep freeze because then I don't have to do anything for a while. I have a fucking stash of freezer meals in my basement. Well, that's uh, one thing
1: that maybe should be added to your list that we mentioned in part one. Like think of things for breakfast because yeah, I I typically make sure that I meal prep my dinners, mm-hmm. but breakfasts are super easy. You can make grab and go stuff that you stash in the freezer for the entire week, and you just grab one per day. Like yeah. uh, egg bites. Uh, yeah, I was I have egg bites written down, or like a a, a breakfast sandwich. Just get yeah, like English muffins freeze really well. Yep. Get some sausage and put some cheese on there if you want. Put an egg on there if you want. Then you're grabbing and going, and you don't have to think
2: about it. You can just.
1: Pop that in the microwave when you get to work.
2: Yeah, and then you didn't have to go to the drive-thru to get your breakfast sandwich. And it cost you, it might have cost you a couple cents more, but you know everything that's in it.
1: Exactly. And you can track it easily.
2: Yeah. Oatmeal. Overnight oats. So many people do overnight oats. Mason jars might not be a bad thing to invest Mm -hmm. in. Or I feel like Mason jars, if you have parents that are in the baby boomer generation, you already have, like, I've got, like, four flats because I would just show, here. Here, have a, like, thanks, moms. (laughs) But no, they're great for salads. They're great for overnight oats. You can put your trail mix in them. They're, they fit nice in the pantry. Like, diversify your storage options. Don't pigeonhole yourself into one thing. Right. But when you're meal prepping, we're still talking about cooking. Cook all of your protein at the same time. This is where personally the instant pot is my MVP of life because you can literally throw fucking pounds of chicken in there and it'll cook perfectly in less than 45 minutes. Yep. When it comes to your hamburger, cook your hamburger the same method. You can literally throw frozen bricks, of hamburger in the instant pot and in 30 to 45 minutes, they'll be cooked perfectly. Yeah. Crush it up, make it crumbled, whatever, put whatever seasoning on it, leave it plain. That's all you have to do. It doesn't have to be the most beautiful dish you've ever seen. And it probably shouldn't because if that's the case, you're putting way much more energy into it than you need to be. Right now, you just need to get used to filling in the blocks when it comes to eating your food.
1: If it's something that you like to eat, who cares? Like the way you cook your meals is up to you. If you want to batch cook your proteins so you can season and sauce based on how you feel on a given day, Mm -hmm. do that. If it doesn't bug you to eat the same thing most days of the week... Do that. Make it all the same flavor if you want. Who cares? It's up to you. I personally think for me, it's most fun to batch cook my protein because then if I make it like we were talking about shredded chicken, I can have a variety of meals out of it. Tacos, enchiladas, salads, sandwiches. It just keeps me from having chicken fatigue. Yeah. It doesn't have to be the same textural element every single day.
2: And it doesn't. And if you're vegetarian or vegan, we haven't forgotten about you. This is a good time to prep your tofu, your beans, your lentils, your quinoa, whatever your favorite protein options are. And a lot of those you can also do in a rice cooker or an Instant Pot Mm -hmm. or a Ninja Foodie. Instant Pots are all over Facebook Marketplace for like $30. Yeah, it's a good investment just to have. Especially, let's say you
1: only want to pick breakfast and lunch to meal prep. Yeah. And you actually want to cook dinner because it's your thing that you do with your family. Totally cool. That's fine. If you're low on time, an instant pot is a great investment because it'll save you time in the kitchen. Maybe you get a little bit more time with the family and kids, whatever you want to do. Take your dog for a walk. Who I mean, it just if you want to save
2: a little bit on time and you want to cook dinner, instant pot. Boom. And there's like five different sizes now. You don't have to have I have a six-quart and an eight quart. It's it's great, and they're on sale all the time. If I'm going to tell you what things to get for your kitchen that you will need that will make your life easier in meal prepping, an instant pot, a vacuum sealer, a food processor or immersion blender, either one, and a good set of knives. Those Fo- would be the Food basic. scale. Yeah. That's it. Five things. Those five things, if you have them in your kitchen, they will make your meal prepping so much easier. So much easier. Because you can go to stores like Costco or Sam's. You can take advantage of the bulk buys on protein, vegetables, whatever. Mm-hmm. Put them in your vacuum sealer. Throw them in the freezer. Hey, you've got three pounds of hamburger in brick form that's ready to go for next week when you make taco meat. Exactly. It's all about setting yourself up for success. Honestly, yeah. it's, it's it's consistency. If you have more good days than bad, you will succeed. Yeah. You just got to keep building Consistency
1: it. is like. I know we talk about it quite a bit. It's super important, but like consistency is almost a learned habit. Oh you don't yes, get it's an acquired skill. You don't you don't become consistent overnight. Mm-mm. You come you become consistent by repeated behavior, which then is a habit. It's like routine. That's it's just, all routine. You got to make yourself. You have to be patient enough to let yourself be consistent,
2: and you have to be patient to let yourself fuck up too, because yeah. you're gonna. Maybe you forgot to order groceries on Sunday. Maybe you forgot to order them Saturday for delivery on Sunday. Okay, you're not totally fucked. Just think of things that are easier to cook. Like when you're going to cook your veggies. How are you going to cook them? Have you thought about that? You're going to do roasted. You're going to steam them. You're going to do it raw. Steamer, also instant pot, by the way. But when you're cooking your veggies, because a lot of people think your veggies need to be raw to get the most like bang for your buck. That's not true. As long as you don't boil the shit out of them, yeah, you're fine yeah you i did steam them roast them whatever i typically do the
1: same um like i just do the same thing with my veggies every week mm-hmm. i'll have some frozen on hand because sometimes you know i just want some steamed broccoli it's just easy but i'll just roast them because then i can portion them out into my containers Super and they easy. look great yeah
2: roasted veggies are sexy as fuck <laughs> they're beautiful mm-hmm. once your protein's finished cut and prep all your veggies then cut them to the same size so that everything finishes at the same time. That's the worst thing. Getting You're going to have to learn some knife skills. You're going to have to be very aware of how large the things you're cutting are because if you don't cook it or cut it all the same size, it's not going to cook at the same time. It's going to take you longer. You're going to be annoyed. Again, consistency.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Fuck, I feel like a broken <laughs> record today. Don't forget the salt and pepper. Olive oil, salt, pepper. That's all you need mm-hmm. on your vegetables. Maybe Delicious. a little red pepper fleek. Yeah, Whatever you want. Now that your veggies are done, what do you do? Cook your starches. If you're going to have rice or quinoa, you got potatoes, hack them up, cook them in a different pan while you cook your chicken in the oven. Get some sheet pans. Yeah, it's a
1: good investment. You'll
2: use them a lot. They're mm-hmm. like 10 bucks each. I've got four of the half sheet pans and four of the quarter sheet pans, and I use those things constantly when I yeah. make food prep.
1: For sure. Like carbs, I I usually batch batch my carbs too. Um, Or if you're picking rice or lentils or quinoa, make these at the same time, like you just mentioned. Then all you have to do is divvy it up into your containers and boom, you have lunch and dinner.
2: Yeah, it's it's really not super complicated when it comes to grains. Your grains are probably going to be the easiest to cook. Those are the things that you can usually literally set it and just walk away. Mm -hmm. Um, So maybe if, if you have some knife work to do, and this is all going to depend on how your kitchen flow goes. If you find out that you would rather cook your grains first while you're doing all of your cutting and prep, do it. Yeah. We're just giving you the idea of what kind of worked for us. You're still going to, your results will vary. Yeah. Remember that always.
1: You're going to figure out your flow and you know, in, in the time that you've given yourself to be consistent. Yes. And It may be completely different than anything that we suggested today. It's just a matter of keeping with it for at least a month because after that first month, I think everything in this entire journey becomes a little bit easier.
2: It does. It does breakfast is essential. We've talked about breakfast a little bit and Mm -hmm. breakfast can honestly be whatever you want it to be. If you don't like eggs, if you don't want ham or sausage or hash browns, make yourself a second lunch and take that as your breakfast. When we talked to Alex and Meredith from tactic nutrition, Alex is like, yeah, my mom just makes extra lunches. Yeah. I'm one of those people. Sometimes I get burned out on breakfast or I'm one of those people that likes, I really love hash browns, Mm -hmm. hash browns and bacon are my favorite breakfast foods. And they are terrible reheated. Yeah, they're not. So if I can't have bacon and hash browns for breakfast, I don't want
1: breakfast. Right. And no one like just because it's called breakfast, lunch, or dinner. You can these meals are interchangeable. You can eat it whenever, whatever you want. If you want to have tacos for breakfast, have fucking tacos for breakfast. It's fine. Just make sure that you it everything fits like we always talk about and. Make sure that it's something that's going to make you happy and satiated throughout your day. And you're fine.
2: Yeah. Breakfast burritos. I make a shit ton of breakfast Mm -hmm. burritos for Phil. Um, Scrambled eggs, crumbled sausage, black beans, salsa, cheese, Mm -hmm. and a giant flour tortilla. That's, you can make a taco out of that too. If you like corn tortillas, you can just make little street tacos. It's, it's super easy. And think about that. That, that takes the longest thing that you're going to cook is the sausage. Well, and you can freeze those too. Yeah, you can batch cook those, put them in Ziplocs and freeze yeah. them. They Those probably keep
1: for three to four, maybe even six months, depending L- on your freezer. Longer if you vacuum seal
2: exactly. them. Exactly. Think about if you do like breakfast, just make sure you're eating. Like, it doesn't matter what you eat for breakfast as long as you are actually eating breakfast. Yeah. And breakfast might be a different time of day for everybody. You eat breakfast, shit, you're awake for five hours before I even wake <laughs> up. Like... You have breakfast and lunch by the time I get out of bed at eleven. Yeah, yeah, well, some days I've, I've typically have had a
1: pre-workout snack. I've had my breakfast and I've had another snack before you get up.
2: You are a far more, <laughs> far more ambitious person than I, my friend. You are. We are very different in that regard. You're a morning person and I am not. But f- I, it's easy. You can you can set up egg bakes, omelets. You can freeze omelets. I know yeah. it sounds weird, but you can actually freeze yeah. omelets. And
1: they they heat up pretty good. They do. Yeah.
2: They do. Or you can just, like, let it thaw and then just blitz it in the pan real quick. Yeah. If you're at home and you want to do that. Oatmeal, we've mentioned that. Cereal. hmm Eat cereal. If you want cereal, have it. Just if you're making it the start of your day. Be pick, aware. Pick a less trashy option.
1: Yeah. Be aware that if you're having this to start off your day, it's going to have a ton of carbs yes sometimes it'll have a lot of fat but just make sure that you're accounting for that then throughout the rest of your day
2: yes my favorite go-to's for breakfast actual breakfast cereal not 2 a.m cereal because they're very (laughs) different creatures save the captain crunch for later if you have to fill your macros later in the day eat the captain crunch but if you're going to start your day with cereal cornflakes shredded wheat kicks Kix is actually a really yeah. clean cereal option, and, and it you can, tastes awesome. You, you can, can add put fruit. fruit to it. Yeah. yeah. You can put fruit in there. You could put some yogurt in there. You can do a lot with cold cereal. Yeah. A lot. More than you'd think. So cereal isn't a bad option either. Just make sure you're picking a little cleaner options for breakfast because breakfast really does set your day. Yeah. And if you start your day with a donut, then that donut's going to translate into, fuck it, I'm going to have a burger mm-hmm. for lunch, and fuck it, we're ordering pizza for and dinner. not I don't, I, I think that that
1: is one thing across the board that is true of most people. If I start my day off with a fucking brownie, yep, I'm going to eat trash the rest of the day mm-hmm. because I, whatever, I already ate a brownie. Fuck it, I already had a brownie for or breakfast. I think that that almost like tricks your brain into like... It just switches something on in your brain, I think.
2: like <laughs> Your brain's just like, oh, oh, we're, we're going hard like this today. today. All All right. Right. Okay. All right. You can still eat a brownie. We're not telling you you can't have the brownie. Just don't eat the brownie for breakfast. Right. Make, load your day with better food options on the front end, and that'll generally translate into the end of the day. Yeah, because if you've already put so much work into your breakfast, your snack, your lunch, your snack, and you come home for dinner after your workout, you're more likely to eat something that's a better option for you. Yeah, than eating something like or takeout pizza. Or like takeout pizza is fine, but if you've already had a soda today, right? If you've already burned that carbs, mm-hmm. those those allotted carbs for the day, then what are you going to do? You're going to yeah. set yourself up for failure, and you don't want to do that. So make smart decisions early in the day, which can be hard. Yeah. Cause I fucking hate mornings you, and I'm grumpy and I never want to do anything good <laughs> for myself in the morning.
1: But if you have meal prep for the week, you've already like you've already made that decision for yourself. You have. Like just grab your sandwich out of the thing, ungrumpify yourself and yeah. then go about your day. Yeah. You'll be alright.
2: You will. You will. It's, it's not super, super complicated. And I hope that we have helped you realize that don't get super fancy on your first run. You don't need to be cute right now. You can be cute later. Right now you're just building the essentials. This is like the five pound dumbbell in the gym. Mm -hmm. The five pound dumbbell exists for a reason. I still use five pound dumbbells. Like everybody goes at their own speed. And if you are more accustomed to being in the kitchen then maybe you can get cute a little earlier on. But set yourself up with the main points of prep and cooking, and you'll find a groove within the first month or so. But you have to be patient. Yeah, You can do this. Well, and you're going to start to fall
1: in love with the benefits of meal prepping. It's another thing that you're doing. It's a healthy choice that you're making for yourself. And it's really just another way to keep yourself accountable to yourself. It keeps you consistent And it's sustainable for the goals that you have in the long run. It's one more commitment to your journey. But like, honestly, in the long run, you will thank yourself for starting doing it.
2: Always. I was thinking about that this morning. Like, you don't really think about how much progress you've made in a year Mm -hmm. until after that year has happened. And then you look back and you're like, damn, I did all that in a year, huh? Mm -hmm. Don't sleep on yourself. Don't doubt yourself. It is a little bit of a daunting task and that's okay. It was for us too. Yeah. It was for us too. It is for everybody. It was for Alex and Meredith from tactic nutrition that we talked to a couple weeks ago, which if you haven't heard that episode, those two episodes, uh, those are must listen. I feel like, Mm -hmm. um, those are very important. We talk about macros And your relationship with food. And those are two things that you really need to make right with yourself and your brain if you're going to succeed in this journey. So if you're just now jumping in and you're catching the meal prep crash course, go back to episodes two and three. Listen to those and you'll be good. We are setting you up for great things down the line. And yes, that does mean that we're going to have to talk about some of the not sexy stuff like meal prepping, Mm -hmm. grocery shopping, making a list. It all adds up. This is a progression towards something bigger. And those things always take time, but they're so fucking worth it. They're so fucking worth it. If you have meal prep questions or you just need inspiration, email us. Hello at MeatheadTestKitchen.com. You can find us on Facebook and Instagram at MeatheadTestKitchen on Twitter at MTK Staff. You have questions? Hopefully, we've got answers. And if we don't, we'll ask somebody that does. Exactly. We'll have some insight
1: of some kind. And if it's a more complex question, then we will find someone who can answer it for you.
2: I have no shame in seeking out help from people (laughs) that know more than me. (laughs) So if you have a question that we can't answer, we will definitely help you get to the bottom of it. Join us next week when we talk about finding your soulmate. Workout, that is. It's not as hard as you think it is. Yes, it's kind of like dating. It's a little awkward, but we'll break it down for you and make it way less scary than it needs to be. The actual working out part is way less daunting than the eating part. So you have now conquered the most difficult part of this equation, which is how the hell do you feed yourself? (laughs) Congratulations, problem solved. If you need any more details or you missed anything this week, check out the show notes at meatheadtestkitchen.com. Right there on the front page, scroll down. And like the latest couple episodes worth of notes will be right there for you. It's got links. It's got resources. Everything that we reference in the show is right there for you to check out yourself. Share us with a friend, please, if you would. Like and rate us on Apple Podcasts. We'll love you forever. MTK, out. Join Sadie and Sasha every Monday, helping to make your fitness and nutrition journey suck less. MTK.